Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard. That green screens media train coming to you live from some... Oh, oh, wait. Pay no attention to the man behind the green curtain. Recording live from somewhere, this is One Hand Done, your fast break of college basketball information. On tonight's show, we are covering another double dose of conferences, Missouri Valley Conference, as well as the Northeast Conference, as me and two of the best in the business continue our journey across the college basketball landscape this preseason. My name is N.J. Heinrich. I am the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media Train. You can follow me on X at Dr. William Cannon. And if you want to, you can follow me anywhere your little heart desires. It is time for Eric the Blue. He is the Baron of Bread of Green Screens Media can find him in those Twitter streets at Fantasy Nav. That's Eric Romoff. What's happening? What's happening? That clock is ticking ever louder. We're like 62, 63 days away, something like that. Can't believe it is around the corner. And as such, we are chugging on with our conference previews. And we still have plenty of content heading your way. We've got our top 20, top 20 countdown coming. Make sure that you are subscribed and have that notification bell on for that. We're also going to try to sneak in a few more interviews, a couple of coaches, a couple of reporters, helping you get the inside dish on your favorite programs from around the country. So make sure you stay tuned here. The season will be here before we know it. You know who else will be here before we know it? He is last in the intros, but he is first in our hearts. El Capitan himself. The captain of the Green Screens Media Ship. You can find that man on X at MC Holland 34. Give him a follow. The OG Money Mike. That is Mike Holland. What did do, baby? That is the most excitement you have ever had to introduce me. I think it's because we are nearing 60 days to college basketball season. Winding down on these double feature previews, the mid-majors. We've been touring the country check out those previous shows we only got four or five more left and then we'll be going into the power conferences and breaking those down individually uh so yeah i'm excited home stretch is here i am going to update my top 300 big board a uh a guy from army jalen rucker a guard was one of the final two remaining decided to go back to army so now there is one player left one player left so uh, check out the update tomorrow. I'll get that out there. And uh, hopefully we can wrap that thing up and, and move into the season. I'm um, just looking at rosters and trying to figure out what's going to happen this year. It's closer than you think. We're going to wake up one day before we know it, and it's just going to be here. College football is kicked off, so you know that college basketball is right around the corner. So make sure you smash those like and subscribe buttons, turn on your notification bells, and follow these three accounts on X. Or in those Twitter streets, like our guy Eric says. Also, make sure you follow at one and done CBB, all spelled out one and done CBB, as well as at get green screens, which is the green screens media. 
X page. X gonna give it to you. Sorry, I had to do it. All right. It's one of those days, boys and girls. We are doing some Missouri Valley, a conference that I really, really loved to pay some attention to because there was so much excitement revolving around this conference. Such good basketball being played. So let's let's wait no longer and get on to that Missouri Valley Conference 12-team league. Last year, Bradley won the regular season title with a 16-4 and record in a conference, edging out Drake and our guy, Coach DeVries. However, in the conference tournament, like we've seen a few times already uh, in our previews, boys, where uh, one team will win the regular season title and, and – and, and beat like, you know, a Drake like this, you know, and then the second place team finds a way to win the conference tournament. And that's what Drake did, earning that number 12 seed in the big dance. It was a team that we thought we wanted to go very, very far in the tournament until we saw their draw. And it was Miami and we knew that was bad news bears there. And of course, Miami ended up going to the final four. So as a conference, uh, the Missouri Valley is ranked 16th. According to Ken Palm's rankings with three teams in the top 100, Bradley, Drake, and Illinois State. As we always do, let's start off with some headlines and our guy, Eric the Blue. What should we know about the Missouri Valley? I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head, right? Like this, this conference was an absolute blast to watch last year. Final week of the regular season, you know, really came down to four or five teams that were, you know, neck and neck all, you know, all the way through the stretch run. And this is a league that loves shooting the three, right? So anytime that you have, uh, you know, a pile of teams that can make it rain from, from deep, like no lead is safe. You know, we can find these, you know, these crazy comebacks and these Cinderella stories. And that's a lot of what the MVC has been for us in recent years. The two teams that played for an NCAA bid in the conference tournament, that would be the eventual champion Drake uh, facing off against Bradley. These were two squads that were top two in defensive efficiency. So, you know, while they like to fill it up from range, you know, this this could be the case where defense is going to win the day in this conference. And it'll, it'll, it'll be fun to watch, right? Like, you know, keep an eye on those defensive metrics as the season progresses. Maybe that'll be a bit of an indicator as to which team or teams have the inside track to come up and win the league overall. And at least looking back to a few years ago, a lot of coaching transition in in this league, right? But now only one team, Valparaiso, comes in with a new coach. So, um, you know, with with these, you know, newer coaches in general, a lot of them are going to have to figure out, you know, which chess moves to make, which pieces to play where, and it, it should be fun to watch them all come together. The quality of basketball in this conference will not – it will definitely not be worse. It's only going to be better than it was last year, like you said, with the holdovers of the coaches, familiarity with some of these players. And some of those players – let's talk about them right now. In a new segment we're bringing to you on One and Done, tonight we're going to bring you the A-list of the Missouri Valley Conference – Gonna roll out that red carpet. Is this the red carpet? Oh yeah, get the little step and repeat. We got all that. Stuff, you know. <laughs> y'all, y'all ever been to an event where they have one of those step and repeats like that, where you walk <laughs> and you know they get? Oh hey, Mike, Mike, right here, Mike. Here we are, and then you just stare. It looked just right like this. It looked just like this. Yeah, in the uh, very similar to that right there. Oh, the red carpet. 
Let's see who that first player coming down the runway is. Tucker DeVries, to no surprise here. The uh, 6'7", 210-pound forward from Drake. Oh, he is maybe Tucker was a little shy there to come out on the red carpet, and uh, he ran back in. He got to get back in the limo maybe or something like that. But uh, 18.5 points, 5.7 boards, shot 37% from three last season. Uh, this is somebody we talked to Coach DeVries two seasons ago when his son was coming in as a freshman. Was that right, or was it? Either way, yeah, it, two it, seasons we, ago. Yeah, it was two seasons ago, right? And now um, he's going into his third season. There he is back on the red carpet. Yeah, you know, he had to, he had to make sure he was wearing the right uh, clothes, you know, right there. Like, here we go, right there. So, who, who are you wearing tonight, Tucker? Oh, that's Adidas. <laughs> that's great. Um, but, Mike, you know, obviously, Coach DeVries, boy here, a coach's son. And we joke around about that sometimes, but he's a literal coach's son. And he's done some major damage his first two years in the college game. Yeah, uh, conference freshman of the year, newcomer of the year, to conference player of the year in back-to-back seasons. So I would say uh, that is a pretty a good uh, transition there from his freshman to sophomore years, not entering his upperclassmen seasons here. I mean, he's just such a versatile weapon, has an inside and outside game. Uh, man, I, I just think can he become a better facilitator? Um, a lot of this offense is going to go through him this year. There are not um, you know, there there are not a lot of ton of returning guys for Drake, so even more is going to be put on his shoulders. It feels like so. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for uh, for Tucker to uh, you know really just try to build on you know making his teammates better because we know that he's someone that can go out and get uh, you know twenty to you know, 25 a night, uh, it feels like, especially, uh, you know, at the mid-major level. So uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, how he progresses in other parts of his game because we know he's a stud and he's the reigning player of the year, obviously, in this conference. If he starts – if he can average four dimes a game, sheesh. I mean, like, he's already he, he's already just a, such a great scorer of the basketball. Um a player that does get it done in more than one way now coming down the red carpet is Donovan Clay, guard from Missouri State, 6'8", 230. Man, that's a, that's a big old hoss right there, a guard. I love to see that. 12 points, 5.5 boards, 3.5 dimes, too. A very, very unique guard at his size, Eric. Yeah, to to say the least, right? Like that that size obviously jumps off the page, and it, it really stands out on the court. This is a big, strong, versatile player that can do a lot of things for Missouri State. You know, I'm, I'm looking for him to take a pretty considerable step forward. I mean, he's just – he's too gifted, you know, combine that with his with his athleticism, with his size. And, you know, overall, you, I mean, you mentioned the, the nearly four dimes, real solid vision, real soft touch, versatile defensively, right? He can switch. He can do a lot of things. Just one of those players that, you know, gives you a lot of optionality in your team overall. So – Really excited to see what Clay can do this season. Absolutely, as Clay now makes his way uh, into the theater for the for the awards ceremony here, another <laughs> star coming down the red carpet here. Bowen Bourne, the guard from Northern Iowa, 5'11", 170. A little bit different makeup than our <laughs> friend Donovan Clay there. Uh, but Bourne gets it done. Uh, silky smooth uh, lefty here. Mike averaged over 17 points and almost three assists per season, uh, per game last season. Excuse me. 
and shot a very respectable 37% from three. Hey, man, great mid-range game for this kid. Um, he's also got the three-point stroke, which you, uh, you know, just alluded to with the 37% from range. He is an absolute nightmare um, on the pick and roll, so he's going to do a lot of damage this year. And he's not afraid to get to the line and get into the paint. So Northern Iowa, man, like they, they really know how to develop their players. Uh, Bowen is someone that's not afraid to go get his own shot. Um, you know, can, can he challenge for a 20-point-per-game year? I don't know that he necessarily needs to do that. Um, feels like if he can maybe kind of up that assist game, you know, while staying kind of where he's at on a scoring average, continue to get to the line. Uh, I feel like he's got a pretty big upside uh, for the year ahead. Bowen heading on in now. And uh, now who's who's next coming out? Who's getting out of the limo now coming down the red carpet here? It looks like Kay Tyson, the forward from Belmont, 6'7", 200, 13.5 points, 4.5 boards, and a fantastic 42% from three last season. A tremendous freshman season he had, Eric. He's the brother of former Clemson forward Hunter Tyson. You might that might ring a bell for everybody there, Eric. But uh, yeah, just a great freshman year for Tyson. Yeah, a lot to be excited about. You you uh, you invoked the name of his brother Hunter, and I mean there are there are a lot of things about Cade's game that you know really mirror what we've seen from Hunter. You know, real solid feel for the game. Very good athlete overall. You know, it kind of it kind of begs the question. You know, given the pedigree there and obviously the revisionist history, we can look at his fantastic freshman campaign and say that, you know, this is a very quality player. It begs the question why there weren't more high majors interested in him, but ultimately he's here with Belmont. You know, the arrow is pointing up. He's got a lot of momentum headed into the upcoming year and look, he's, he's going to have some stiff competition with Hunter Devries, but he's, he's got the type of talent to where he'll at least be, you know, in the conversation for player of the year type honors. Hunter Tyson, probably not liking what's going on right now, live with the football team from of his alma mater, but uh, Cade Tyson at Belmont, obviously looking to take another step forward as a sophomore. We need a little versatility on the red carpet. Where's the lady Gaga dressed in the, in the meat? Where's the, who's, Who's bringing the heat here with maybe somebody that can chip and somebody that can dip here coming down the red carpet? Who do we have? Yes. Oh, I'm, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Malavi Leons, uh, the forward from Bradley, definitely fits. Is somebody that does a little bit of everything and does it well. 6'9", 210-pound forward from Bradley, as I mentioned. 11 points, six boards, one and a half steals, and one and a half blocks Oh, Mike, it's the old Duncan Dutchman. <laughs> he is the Dunking Dutchman. I love that nickname. we got to get an all-nickname team going uh, for you as well, so I'm sure that's uh, definitely going to make the A-list for that. Abby's a former uh, Juco Player of the Year, and, man, what, three stocks for a game, right? And uh, there's upside here. Um, he's an absolute force on the defensive end. There's really not much he can, uh, can't can do on the floor. Uh, still growing his game offensively. It feels like with uh, Rink Mask on, um, we're going to see him featured a little bit more uh, offensively. So, you know, he, he had some scoring pedigree in the Juco ranks. Um, man, I'm expecting a massive stat line from him this year. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to get done. Thanks to all of the stars, the A-listers, 
of the Missouri Valley for stopping by our red carpet uh, segment today on One and Done. Definitely nice to see some of the, oh, maybe the pillars of this conference really showcased here on One and Done. And now, you know, boys and girls hanging out with us tonight, leave us a comment if you like those players or if there's somebody that you missed or just to say hey. But also, leave us a comment if you want us to go back to the tiers, the famous tiers of one and done. So before, right, we had the A-listers, right? And now the tiers, this is the, this is the, that was the party. And now we're going after the party is the after party, as they say, at club one and done. So for our tiers tonight in club one and done, these teams are going to be in VIP. They'll be in the club. You know, that's that mid range. In the, they got in, right? Or, They'll be in line at the door, just waiting in line, Ew, trying to get in. So let's see. Oh, there we go right there. VIP in the club at the door. Man, sounds like a party I'd like to get into. So, Mike, <laughs> why don't you tell us where those Belmont Bruins are going to be? Are they, they got to be are they VIP or no? Ooh, we just got done talking about Kate Tyson, a uh, very dynamic forward. They were 14 and 6 last year. They're just very young, so I got to put them just in the club, just old enough to get in um, and get on the dance floor. They got a, a very solid down transfer in Leak Dia from Vanderbilt, uh, but they're probably a year away. Um, 10, 10 underclassmen. So, uh, you know, probably got the stamp on their hand. Um, they're in the club, but. You know, they could do some damage here, especially with Tyson, uh, you know, leading the way here. But uh, probably one year away. Ten underclassmen. Those are the ones that actually are still knowing how to have some fun. That might, those might be, I might want to be hanging out with Belmont at, at Club One and Done. Um, but I, yeah, maybe I can, we can bring them a bottle. We can throw them a bottle from VIP or something right there. I feel like they're close. I know they're young, Mike, but I feel like they're close right there on the edge. Eric, how about those Bradley Braves? Where are they going to be? Are they going to be in the VIP? I rolled a VIP. What? Are they going to be in the club or at the door? Man, so Bradley Braves, 16-4 and four last season. They're going to be all the way up in that VIP. Yes, Rank Mast is gone out the door. We talked about Malavi Leon's uh, in the in the spotlight. and the A-listers a moment ago. Real nice two-way piece for them. They also got a couple of guards. They got Connor Hickman, who played significant minutes for them last year. Uh, they've got Duke Dean, who averaged nearly 10 points for them. So definitely feels like they've got a lot of pieces to work with, and that has a lot to do with Coach Wardle. He's built a solid program and a very solid roster. So I expect to see them near the top of the league this season. Duke Dean. I, just, I like that name a lot. The best names don't always have to be crazy, you know, like, <laughs> Dean, that's a, a solid little, right little there. alliteration. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's a Duke Dean. Yeah, I like the little Pops. double D. Anyways, moving it does pop, 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 pop. Drake Bulldogs here, Mike. I got a feeling I know where these guys are going to be hanging out. But you tell us where are those Bulldogs hanging out in the club. Absolutely, VIP, my friend. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, look. This team lost a lot, um, but it starts with Tucker Devries. I mean, such a good player, obviously, conference player of the year for a reason. But, hey, a surprise here. Big man Darnell Brody, Jay, one of your favorite players, using an extra year and took a nice little leap last year. 
But the thing about it is, is outside of those two, you're going to rely on some key transfers. Now, they got a very, very good transfer class. Kyron Gibson from UT Arlington, uh, Anton Wright from uh, CSU Northridge, and Ethan Roberts from Army. Uh, they're also going to bring in four, four three-star recruits, which is pretty significant for the NBC. Um, they also have forward Carlos Rosario uh, spinning down here from Washington State. So just a reload job here. And, uh, yeah, I expect them to challenge early and often uh, for this league crown again. Coach Devers is just – this is what you've gone to expect, right? Like this is what you're going to get. In a year in and year out basis, he's adjusting with the times. Not okay. There is, you know, true to the building the program, but being able to adjust and bring in these transfers and just keep the keep it rolling for the Bulldogs, it's going to be they'll be right there at the top again this year. Understandably so in the VIP. All right. Every time I feel like we do these tiers, I end <laughs> up talking about the teams that are that are you know in the dumpster or at the door. In the or whatever sort of thing. And that's where Evansville is going to end up here for us. Those purple aces are not seeing aces. They're seeing deuces because they're at the door in this conference, not getting into club one and done. Uh, obviously, there's really nowhere to go but up. They only won one game last season. So, uh, okay. Kenny Strawbridge, very good player. Their guard there. Chuck Bailey, four-star recruit. Like those, okay, got maybe some freshman talent. Promising. What can they do? Strawbridge, Bailey, is that going to be a one-two punch for the Purple Aces? Feels like they'll take a step forward this year. I don't I don't anticipate them hanging around that one win mark again <laughs> out of 20 conference games, but uh, still a team that will be well under 500. Uh, a, another team uh, that finished under 500 last season, Mike, is the Illinois State Redbirds. What are they doing for the after party? Where will they be? Ooh, man. Well, you know, I, I got them in the club this year. Uh, four guys returning that average 27-plus minutes. That is significant. Uh, that also includes guard Darius Buford. He averaged 13 points per game. They also got a down transfer. Uh, the name may sound familiar. Wisconsin's Jordan Davis. Uh, yes, the, the uh, younger brother of Johnny Davis. Uh, they also got a transfer from Monmouth and, and their best player, Ford Miles Foster. He averaged nearly 13 and 7. So I'm expecting a, a little bit of an uptick here in wins in this league, but, uh, you know, maybe not enough to, uh, you know, on the dance floor, but not enough to get, uh, you know, the, uh, the sparkling uh, bottles brought over to the table. There you go. Respect for the Redbirds. Their little respect for the Redbirds. And I know somebody that's go, 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 go in the club. All right. Indiana State Sycamores, Eric, tell us about them. Yeah. So it is bottles full of bub as the Sycamores are in the club 13 and seven last year. Look, their, their big three are gone, including Pasta Cavassier McCauley, but they've managed to really reload this roster. They bring in some solid transfers. They got someone coming in from Southern Indiana, Isaiah Swoop, averaged a ton of usage for that team last year. And overall, you know, these these rebuild jobs, they they, they need to be taken with a grain of salt. It can take a little bit of time for these guys to, to gel and figure out what roles they're going to play. But ultimately, it, it feels like Indiana State has a ton of upside in their roster. And if, you know, they can get things clicking sooner rather than later, I, I think that they might have their arrow pointing up towards that VIP. 
Everybody singing now. Pastor Kibosa. All right, I had to. I couldn't help it. But couldn't help it. Yeah, definitely. Indiana State, a, a team um, with the high of a ceiling as anybody in the conference. How about Missouri State, Mike? 12 and 8 in the conference last season. Um, when you look at a team like Missouri State and the experience that, that they're bringing back, Mike, that, that probably will play a part in – and where you're going to rank these guys. Yeah, and I got them uh, VIP. Ten guys returning from this team that won 12 conference games last year. Three of these guys average basically double digits or better, um, and they're all in the backcourt, uh, including Clay, who was on that A-list from earlier. Also love the Xavier down transfer, uh, Cesar Edwards here, and then another three-star joining the MVC, Tyler Bay, um, going to create a solid front court for these Bears. Uh, Coach Ford's entering his sixth year with the program. He's really got them in a nice spot. Um, you know, I, I got them in the VIP. It, it's tough when you look at Bradley and Drake up there, but I feel like these guys are going to give a real solid challenge. It's interesting because um, this is a team that – even though they do have a lot of people returning, just the three players that average 10 or better. And I get it that it's the guards, right? But what's going to happen here with the front court? Are they going to be able to put this together or are the guards going to have to carry them all season? I think for me, that's that will determine um, whether Missouri State uh, can, can truly be in that top tier or if uh, they end up just in the club. With the, with the Murray State Racers, who I'm going to talk about next, who will just be hanging out. They'll be in the club. They might be over by the DJ booth, you know, like shouting out requests, you know. Play that new Drake. You know, like not Drake University, Drizzy Drake. But, you know, the Racers will definitely be in the club uh, with Rob Perry, the guard, returning after averaging over 14 points per game last season. Joined by guard Jacoby Wood, who is their absolute floor general that rarely comes off the court. You love to see that. And averaged almost five dimes a game. That constant facilitator that is so important, uh, such an important role to have on a team. But after that, there are some question marks, which kind of, for me, caps their upside a little bit, which, again, this could be a team that could challenge for that VIP for that top tier but just too many question marks for me to make that, uh, that little statement there up in the VIP, as our guy Eric said earlier. So we'll put the racers in the mid-tier in the club right now. Let's go right back to Mike for those Northern Iowa Panthers. Let's do it. I was actually on this campus uh, within the last year. Uh, so, yeah, beautiful campus. I got them going from 9 and 11 to – VIP status, nine guys returning. Get them up there on that top shelf. Five of these returning players play 28 or more minutes. We talked about Bowen Bourne. There's three other guys here that are real soft players. Nathan Heisey, um, a former uh, on, on the former NBC freshman uh, team a few years ago. Tyler Anderson's a really good player. Michael Duax, who averaged 10 plus points per game. And Coach Ben Jacobs, man, um, he. Uh, <laughs> He is a uh, you know a stalwart in this conference, um, entering year eighteen, uh, and another great chance here for him to uh, to make some noise and, and I don't want to say steal this bid because I feel like when you look at the roster, man, like these guys, ooh, uh, yeah, they they're looking like they're going to be a major major problem. So looking forward to uh, you and I here. 
Eric, how about the Salukis of Southern Illinois? 14 and 6 in the conference last season. Um, that makes me feel like they should be near the top of this conference. Where do you feel like Southern Illinois fits? Near the top is a good way to put it. You know, I'll, unlike Mike, like we have to talk about teams that aren't going to be in the VIP. So I'm, I'm going to put the Salukis in the club. Like you mentioned, 14 and six last year. Brian Mullins has done a real fantastic job with this program and with this roster. He's heading into year five. The, the thing that probably keeps them out of that VIP section on the wrong side of that velvet rope is it's it's hard to find some real game breakers as you look and down look up and down this roster, right? Like solid top to bottom. I don't think anybody's gonna want to see the Salukis are gonna give teams a a run every single time that they're out there. But you know, I, I don't know where that where that pop is that can kind of get them over the top, right? Maybe someone like a Xavier Johnson or a Clarence Rupert can take that step forward, but we haven't seen that out of their games yet. Even if they don't, you know, this this team is going to give the other teams here in the MVC headaches all season long. It's just whether or not they have enough and guys can take that step forward to get them to the next level. Two more here in the Missouri Valley Conference tiers here in club one and done, either VIP into club or at the door. Mike, where will, where will Illinois Chicago Flames be chilling in the after party? You know what, Eric, talking all that noise and all I do is talk about the VIP teams. Uh, man, these guys are, are towards the back of the line here at the door. So, uh, yeah, so you know, breaking my streak here. Uh, this team, it was not very efficient offensively. They played some solid defense, which, which you know, obviously helps. But if you uh, can't throw the ball into the ocean, as Jay likes to say, it's going to be tough to win games. Um, look, there's six newcomers on this squad. I, I like Toby Okani. Uh, had a real nice year. He's a wing for them. Uh, I just don't know, man. Like, this is a very, very good conference with a lot of star power coming back, a lot of great coaches, and I just think they're still at the door and, and, and needing a little bit more development and some more time, so maybe a, maybe a next year in the club scenario. Hanging out with the Flames outside, hopefully with an umbrella if it's raining, is Valparaiso. Our last team here to put into the tiers, they will be at the door um, five and fifteen in the conference last season. Zero seniors lost Ben Cricky to Iowa. Five freshmen on this squad for new head coach Roger Powell. This is going to be a long one. Patience is a virtue, Beacon fans. So, with that being said, at Club One and done at the after party, after that red carpet that we rolled out there for the A listers. The tiers for the Missouri Valley in the VIP, Bradley Drake, Missouri State, Northern Iowa, in the club, Belmont, Illinois State, Indiana State, Murray State, and Southern Illinois, and at the door waiting to get in with their, their friend that is wearing the – probably Don't not do it. <laughs> now, Evansville, Illinois, Chicago, and Valpo hanging out down there at the – bottom make sure if you're hanging out with us and we see you hanging out with us there in the lobby we know you're hanging out we appreciate you for being here make sure you say something in the comments just say what's up doesn't really matter just say hey hi say hey i just watched clemson lose to duke um that's something if you were watching the game and you're just joining us live now first of all welcome 
hanging out here on One and Done tonight. We just talked about the Missouri Valley. My name is Jay Heinrich. I got two of the best in the business with me here doing it. Mike Holland and Eric the Blue, Eric Romoff. We got one more conference to go tonight, but before we get to that, make sure you do your part in the Green Screens Media Universe. Smash those like and subscribe buttons. Turn on those notification bells. And be sure you don't miss a minute of our college basketball coverage leading up to this season. A few more mid-major shows to go before we get to those power conference previews. Make sure you don't miss anything. We're covering them all, including tonight, finishing up with the Northeast Conference, the NEC, as we shall refer to it moving forward, a nine-team league. Last year, the regular season champ was Merrimack who uh, went 12-4 and four in the conference. In the conference tournament, Mary Mack beat Fairleigh Dickinson, but of course, because of one of the worst, most idiotic rules <laughs> in the NBA, and I said it then and I'll say it now, Mary Mack won the conference tournament but was not eligible to get the berth from, uh, to the big dance from the conference because they hadn't been in the conference long, and it's ridiculous. I don't understand it, but it actually kind of turned out pretty cool, boy. <laughs> Fairleigh Dickinson gets that 16 seed and, of course, goes on to beat number one seed Purdue because that's college sports, guys and gals. That's what happens. Of course, the, the second number one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed. This was the worst conference in uh, college basketball last year, boys, according to Ken Palm's metrics. Um, basically, just everything – before the independence, like not great, but of course they got that conference tournament win. So Eric, let's go to you as we always do for some headlines here for the NEC. I mean, I think we saw the ceiling, right? Like a tournament, tournament victories. But um, what, what, what should we look at for this conference? Man, so uh, a lot to be desired looking at the the metrics of this conference. But I, I might be the most pumped for these headlines specifically, right? We get to play the hits. I get to talk about Fairleigh Dickinson going up there and bouncing Purdue in the first round. Jay, you get to talk about and bemoan how much you hate that transition rule and how Merrimack should have been in there because they won the conference tournament, but they didn't make their way in on a technicality. So obviously those are the two big storylines coming out of this conference. But one thing to keep in mind, there is a whole crop of sophomore, of second-year head coaches in this conference that, you know, are, are are building something in their programs, right? You got guys like Rod Strickland, Chris Cross, uh, Donald Copeland, right? You know, these are guys that are all heading into year two and seem to be kind of starting to put the pieces together. So, We'll keep an eye on LIU, on Stonehill, and on Wagner, see if they can keep that momentum going. And overall, you know, I mean, kind of nowhere to go, nowhere to go but up. But this conference managed to retain a lot of its most talented players from last year, right? So, you know, these are these are guys, these are programs that, you know, broadly across the country might not be the most popular or well-known names, but on the whole, the conference should be stronger, right? Will will they move into the top 25? Probably not, right? But I, I do think there's reason for optimism in terms of the direction that the conference is heading overall. Yes, that Rod Strickland, if you are a hoop head like we are, 
uh, leading LIU there. Um, yeah, this is not one that many people are spending much time talking about, but here on One and Done, we're talking about every conference. And not only are we just talking about the NEC here, but we're going to give you some old hidden treasures. Our matey, we got the treasures. Who's going to be the treasures of the NEC? Who's it going to be? Arg? So, <laughs> with that, do we got? I feel like we should have like uh, some sound effects to hide, like <laughs> ocean waves, and, ah, ah, like uh, the seagulls. You know, hey. Some treasure chest, treasure hidden treasures of the NEC here. Why don't we open up that first box and see who the first treasure is going to be? Oh, there it goes. Open it up. And who do we have there? Kellen Amos, guard from Central Connecticut, 6'7", 190 pounds, 14 points, three and a half boards. Right there on that three-point <laughs> percentage line for me at 35 and a half. I'm sorry, at 35%, Mike. So, um, yeah, Amos, definitely a treasure here for Central Connecticut, Mike. Yeah, he found some opportunity after transferring from Bingham last year. Um, really managed to increase his, uh, you know, his output. Um, obviously, major minutes uh, involved here. Um, he's just got great length for his position, uh, his ability to rebound from his position, and he's heading into his senior year as a, as a leader of this team. So uh, he also, man, like you look at the turnover ratio, like for the amount of minutes that he put up this year, this past year, and he really took care of the ball. So you love that combination. Um, and so I'm expecting, uh, you know, another leap forward this year in his final year. And uh, I'm excited about his upside. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it, man. Amos is a certain kind of treasure there that uh, somebody that is, Sort of, uh, I don't know if we have, if his ceiling's very much higher than this. You know, we may see, this may be, but he's definitely a treasure nonetheless. Let's see what this other, uh, the second treasure chest is here. Who do we have popping up here? Yes, of course, Ansley Almanor Ford from the aforementioned Fairly Dickinson squad. 6'6", 220 pounds. A key piece on that Cinderella run, Eric, uh, from that team last year, coming back after averaging 13 and a half points, just under five boards, 38% from three, and shot it well from the charity stripe, too, at 86%. Yeah, he, he did. And, you know, that uh, that beloved Cinderella run that I will continue to beat into the ground, he was he was a huge part of that. And I, I think that, you know, the – the the, the the path is cleared for him to be a huge part of what Fairleigh Dickinson does in the upcoming season, right? He's entering his junior junior season for for the for the team. You know, feels like he's really a force to be reckoned with for for them overall. A lot of guys heading out the door with with uh, with this program in particular. So plenty of usage for him to sop up. You know, it seems like he should be able to step up and and seize the opportunity. And you you mentioned some of his his shooting stats, right? 38% from range, 86% from the line. That is going to do just fine for someone of his size. I mean, this this is this is someone in, in Al Almanor that you know, could challenge for, for player of the year honors, right? So definitely a fun name to keep an eye on. They're very solid. It's in consideration. Definitely. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, Ansley Almanor definitely in, that, in the running for, for name of the conference there for sure. <laughs> 
another great name here uh, coming up this in this treasure chest here in the NEC, uh, Nico Gallette right there. And guard slash forward. We'll do a little bit of everything there for Sacred Heart. 6'6", 210, 15.5 points, 7.6 boards, and 1.6 steals. Mike, from a production standpoint, this might – you can make an argument, man, that this is the best returning player in the conference. Yeah, you can make an argument for it for sure. Um, he's been very steady the last couple of years, all NEC last year. A little down last year for his three-point shooting and his rebounding, but he went up in points, steals, and blocks. <laughs> so you like that on the defensive end. Uh, he's very crafty, but he's also tough. Um, man, like it, it's kind of tough to project uh, a conference player of the year, preseason conference player of the year. Uh, I, I, th- I got to think he's one of the favorites, if not the favorite. Um, just a very versatile player. And, uh, yeah, if you happen to catch some Sacred Heart games, he is going to jump off the page. Uh, he's uh, outstanding on both ends of the floor. No doubt about it. Fourth treasure chest here, the NEC, looking for some hidden treasures, some gems here. Who do we have here? Yes, Max Zagorowski, Stonehill forward, 6'8", 205, two, no, let me see, 12 and a half points. Excuse me, I'm trying to cut this man short. 12.6 points, 4.2 boards, 42% from three. Ooh, that's silky. And 88% from the from the charity stripe, Eric. Uh, I got from Stonehill here a very nice transition after four years at the D2 level. Yeah, I mean, clearly four years playing in D2, my guy was not shy about getting to the gym because he can absolutely stroke it. He now gets that that extra year and is maybe maybe one of the most versatile bigs in the entire league, right? You know, 68205 is solid size, but those shooting stats really jump off the page. So I mean, he's he's a name to watch, right? Like clearly he's doing a lot on the offensive end. 4.2 boards per game, you know, maybe want to see a little bit more there on on the defensive side for him to to really hit his ceiling, but ultimately, you know, really cool story to follow, right? down in the D2 ranks for four years, gets his opportunity at Stonehill, answers the call, and it feels like he's got a lot of momentum to build on heading into this season. Speaking of momentum here, our last hidden treasure here in the NEC, guard from Long Island, Andre Washington, 5'11", 180 pounds, 11.5 points, 2.5 dimes, 1.5 steals, 87% from the charity stripe as well. A huge leap in usage, Mike. And as with it, when that usage rate goes up, so does your responsibility on your team. But he really held his own in his sophomore year. Yeah, and he did that after missing 10 games um, due to injury. So, with the efficiency, wasn't great at times, but he really flashed potential and he had a nice year. And now he gets a full offseason with Rod Strickland, um, who <laughs> obviously played in the league for a while. And, uh, you know, with that experience that he got, there's a lot of upside. We keep we keep using that term. I mean, these guys, um, you know, we did the breaking doors down segment, uh, you know, the other night. And same thing here, man. Like, you know, these guys are uh, probably a little more, uh, you know, seasoned and, and, and have some you know stats under their belt. But man, there's some good players in this league. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just ready for some of these guys to shine and. Who knows? Like we saw last year, right? We <laughs> we saw Jordan Miner and the Merrimack team. You know, Jordan Miner's headed off to Virginia uh, this mm-hmm. offseason, and we saw what Fairleigh Dickinson did. So, 
you know, the conference metrics and all that, right? But what happens in, in the big spots? And uh, I'm just looking forward to this uh, this conference and how it shakes out and what they're going to do uh, with whoever they send to the tournament again. Yeah, it's definitely um, a conference that is, it, those metrics are tough, right? Somebody's got to finish last. But there are some talented players in this conference for sure. And you can see some of those hidden treasures right there on your screen hanging out with us tonight on our NEC preview show, as well as the Missouri Valley. If you're just jumping in with us live right now, we covered the Missouri Valley a little bit earlier. Make sure you hang out with us now and then go back and watch uh, the beginning of the show and then share it with your hoop heads in your life. Do all that stuff. Smash those like and subscribe buttons. We've got all the treasure now. We've opened up. We've got all the booty. We've got all the treasure arc. And now we're heading over to the club. Club one and done. Maybe grab some drinks, you know, a bottle of service, and some little sparklers. You know how they do that when they bring in it over to you. And then they get over there and they do a little choreographed dance, you know. And then, and then Mark Matson shows up. Mark Matson's doing, doing bottle doing, service doing, now? Is, All right. Yeah, yeah. He, did, at, at, he is at Club One and Done. He brings it out. <laughs> he, is at club, he is at Club One and Done, which is where we're ending up right now to talk about the tiers for the NEC. Of course, heading back to the old and tried and true three levels here, as we like to do on One and Done. Again, our top tier tonight, the VIP, that mid-tier in the club, they at least made it in the door which is more than we could say for the bottom tier who is still waiting at the door. Let's get right into it here at Club One and Done in these tiers. Mike, we'll start with you with the Central Connecticut Blue Devils. The old Blue Devils of Central Connecticut. I got them in the club. Kellen Amos averaged 14 points per game. We just spotted, spotlighted him as a hidden treasure, but they've also got nine guys returning. Um, it's also comprised of nine upperclassmen, so there's some ceiling here. But when seven and nine last year, uh, Fairfield transfer guard Alan Jean Rose, uh, he's a nice addition. Um, they're flirting. They're flirting with VIP status. One of y'all uh, may have chosen them to get up to that VIP status, but – I don't know, man. You know, maybe Eric's comment earlier is just really sticking with me. So I'm sorry, Central Connecticut. Could have been VIP status, but he says I put too many people <laughs> in that oh, section, man. just filling it up. So you can blame Eric for that one. But uh, I got him in the club right now with some upside. We blame Eric for everything else. We might as well blame him for that too. So uh, those Blue Devils, not the Blue Devils that, again, I can't believe we're talking about this is football season and the Duke beating Clemson. I just – I don't. These Blue Devils here, those Central Connecticut Blue Devils, will also not let you down, just like apparently those Duke Blue Devils on the football field. What is happening in my life? What What is life? Anyways, just like Fairleigh Dickinson was saying after they didn't earn that, uh, that uh, big dance uh, berth after they didn't actually win, but they made it there anyway. Not that I'm bitter, Eric. Where are you putting them? So I'm going to do my best Mike impression. I'm going to take them all the way upstairs for the bottle service. They're in the VIP for me. 10 and 6 last year. Didn't win the conference tournament. Still made the big dance. Won a first round game against the number one overall seed. We've talked about that enough. All of that, all of that winning, all of that fantastic storyline allowed Coach Tobin Anderson to parlay that into an opportunity to 
backfill Rick Pitino at Iona. So big shoes to fill there. Also leaves Fairleigh Dickinson filling shoes at their head coaching spot. We've got first-time D1 head coach Jack Castleberry coming in. And credit to him, he's he's managed to keep this roster pretty well intact, right? Um, you know, we talked about Al- Almanor on, uh, on the spotlight a moment ago. We've also got guys like Joe Munden Jr. Um, you know, these are guys that, you know, played played big roles for them last year. They're they're back again this year. And while Fairleigh Dickinson didn't technically win their way out of the conference, they they clearly feel like they are in the top tier in the league this year. I'll allow it. They did do their part and win the win the game. Okay, oh, that's fine. They can hang out in VIP in club one and done. I'll allow it this time. Who I will not allow in the VIP, though, is uh, those pesky LeMoyne Dolphins. Yes, that's right. The LeMoyne Dolphins, welcome to the big show, Dolphins. Uh, They're going to be at the door. Um, Very limited experience at the D1 level on this roster. Uh, Jumping up here. Um, Kayim Cleary. I mean, that's a name that you might know from Ball State. He transferred in from Ball State. Jamal Melvin, Northern Colorado. Uh, they're, they're coming to LeMoyne looking for an opportunity, going to get to play some D1 basketball. But LeMoyne joining D1 here from D2, they will be at the door. you got to earn your keep. And if you do earn your keep by winning the, reg- the conference tournament, you should get the berth to the big dance. Sorry, I'll, I'll let me stop. All right, put him at the door. Mike, get me out of here. Save me, please, by talking about the Long Island Sharks. Long Island, the Sharks. I got him in the club, man. Uh, One in 15 last year, so definitely uh, we're last in line. Um, but I got them in this year. It was, a, it was a rough year, but we have Andre Washington coming back and uh, Coach Strickland, you know, bringing in his sons, uh, Ty from Georgia Southern and uh, Terrell from James Madison. So, Got his son. It's going to be a family affair in the club. Uh, five true freshmen coming in. Um, so it's, you know, maybe a stretch that they're going to make this big leap. Um, but I, I just believe in, uh, you know, kind of the roster building uh, that he's been able to do. And then Andre Washington, I feel like he's uh, going to really take that next step forward. And that's uh, definitely going to get them in the club and on the dance flow. More now than ever, I'm I'm buying into coaches bringing their sons into their programs. We're seeing it in, in all sports. We saw Dion's boy playing quarterback, and, and Colorado just got a big win. Um, why not have you know? Why not bring in your boys if you're if you're an All NBA guard in Rod Strickland for those Sharks? I'm not in the club. I want to hang out with Rod anyway. I feel like that'd be a good time. Merrimack Warriors, Eric, are they in VIP in the club or hanging at the door? Man, despite winning, technically winning the conference tournament last year, I'm going to put them in the club for this season. Look, the the big thing to consider, 12-4 and last year, obviously won the tournament, but they got a lot of talent heading out the door, right? Losing a conference player of the year in Jordan Minor, he's heading off to Virginia. Ziggy Reed, another player that played good minutes for them, you know, these these are guys that it's going to take some time to, you know, try to try to recuperate and replace. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I do believe in Coach Joe Gallo entering year five. I think, you know, he'll he'll really get the most out of this roster. He'll find 
the players that can step up and fill the void. Some of those players could be guys like Jordan McCoy or Jordan Dukak. You know, they they feel like they have the skill set and the profile to be the ones to step up. Whether or not they can do it in one year's time is kind of the open question, and that's what has them sitting in the club for me. Minor leaving definitely leaves a window open for one of those hidden treasures to to take over the reins there and 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 grab that conference player of the year accolade there. Um, one of those players is Nico Gallette, like we talked about for for Sacred Heart. We're going to put them in the VIP, and and a lot of that for me is is because of the play of Gallette. Five guys returning that played 26 minutes and 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 maybe a little bit more even uh, more than 26 minutes including three that average 10 points a game or more. I, I, a lot of more here that I'm saying for Sacred Heart, but I'm trying to drive this point out, my guess. Uh, plenty of return, uh, returning minutes and scoring. Nico Gallet, like I said, does have a chance to be a conference player of the year type player after averaging 15 and a half points and, and 6.7 boards last year. 10 upperclassmen. Here's the experience, boys. Put them in that VIP, those Sacred Heart Pioneers. Live in large, as they should be. Three more left here. One for each of your favorite college basketball broskies. St. Francis Red Flash, Mike. What are they doing at Club One and Done? Nine and seven last year from the PA. I got them at the door. Uh, I just feel like this is a rebuild for uh, Coach Krimmel. Seven freshmen, five sophomores. Jay, you stole all my upperclassmen um, with the last team. Uh, definitely playing for the future here, so just at the door. Two more here. Stonehill Skyhawks, Eric. Um, a team, I could see them. Uh, one of those top two tiers. I could see them going either way. Where do you have them? They are going all the way up, heading upstairs to the VIP. Uh, 10 and 6 last year, so looking to improve on that in the upcoming season. We talked about Max Zagorowski in our spotlight segment. Uh, I've also got VMI transfer Tony Felder coming in. You know, these are these are two guys that can really end up being a pretty dynamic pairing when it's all said and done. Last season, this was a team that was first in the conference in effective field goal rate on the defensive side. So definitely like their ability to keep games competitive and close. Also last year, 361st in all of D1 in terms of experience. So we're definitely getting a lot done with some fairly young guys. Now those guys are by and large back and another year older, another year of experience under their belt. Feels like they should be able to continue building in the right direction. Last year, the Wagner Seahawks, another team with a ton of experience and nine upperclassmen. They went eight and eight in the conference last season and they will be right in the thick of things in the club right there in the mid tier coach copeland's teams play with extreme defensive intensity and like i mentioned those nine upperclassmen will all rotate in and play a little bit uh tehran allen transferring in from monmouth solid pairing with raheer moore for the seahawks just enough to get them in the door and in the club so for the NEC, our tiers in the club, club one and done, the VIP, Fairleigh Dickinson, Sacred Heart, and Stonehill. In the club, we have Central Connecticut, Long Island, Merrimack, 
St. Francis, PA, and of course, those Wagner Seahawks. And at the door, those poor, poor Dolphins. Welcome to the show, though, Lemoyne. And then St. Francis. Oh, wait, hold on. We got him in there twice. What do we got there? We got no St. Francis in the club. Sorry. I. Oh, man, I can't believe I gave him that false hope. Uh, no, <laughs> sorry. That? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we do have, wait, we have St. Francis at the door, right where they should be on your screen right there. We're seeing it. They did not get in, and neither, and they won't all season. Sorry, can't do it. Uh-uh. Not happening. That's it. How about it? Missouri Valley and the Northeast Conference tonight. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. This is, I mean, this is what it's all about, leading up to the conference basketball season. Real quick, boys, Mike, anything you wanted to say before we close out the show? Uh, how excited are you for the NBC? It's going to be another fun year. And hopefully you guys learned something about the NEC. Uh, there are some hidden treasures. Hope you enjoy the segments. Uh, we're bringing these to you. It's a lot of fun to do. And looking forward to keeping it going. Going to be back a couple more times, I think, this week. Treasure, that is what you are. You're my shining star. Yeah, we're definitely going to be back a couple more times this week. Probably Thursday, it's looking like, and maybe maybe one weekend show as well. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Eric, what do you got to shut this thing down? I mean, we are fastly approaching the end of our mid-major conference previews. And look, we, we haven't pulled any punches, right? There are some leagues and some teams that are pretty clearly lacking. But what I will say is if past his prologue, a lot of these players, a lot of these coaches are going to be the splashy transfers and the splashy hires coming up in next offseason, right? So definitely makes a lot of sense to keep our eye on what's happening in the mid-majors. And if nothing else, each one of them has their own personality, their own special brand of basketball. So fun to watch. Definitely will be a more informed hoophead by paying attention to all of these mid-majors when it's all said and done. No doubt about it. I am the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media Train. My name is Jay Heinrich. Follow me on X at Dr. William Cannon. Follow Eric the Blue, the Baron of Bread of Green Screens Media. That's Eric Romoff. He is in the Twitter streets at Fantasy Nav. And, of course, El Capitan himself, the captain of that Green Screens Media ship, the OG Money Mike. That's Mike Holland. Find him on X at MC Holland 34. Find the show at one and done CBB all spelled out. Find at get green screens. Find our guy at the real Napier. Who, if you were paying attention as when the show uh, popped in, he found, somehow find a way to push himself on air. Don't know what happened there. <laughs> Jim. Uh, but right, right in the middle of the thing. Jumbotron Jim messing with us again. But we got there, and we appreciate you getting there with us, as always, hanging out with us on One and Done. Hit those like and subscribe buttons. Get to DrRoto.com for all your fantasy football needs, college basketball needs, Mike's Top 300. Follow One and Done. Like and subscribe. You already know what to do. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a nice day, and let's get this bread, baby. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.